0: You're listening to Behind the Design Podcast, your digital version of co-working that takes you behind the scenes on how to create an authentic brand, build an intentional business, and live a life with purpose every single day. I'm your host and brand guru, Olivia Silvestro, equipping you with the tools to wake up every day doing what you love and make money doing it. I'm so excited you're here. Let's get to it. Boundaries. Dun, dun dun I feel like this is probably the biggest struggle of most of us small business owners because our personal life and our business are so intertwined and it's hard for us to cut that off when we're working with clients because we seriously care about them. Seriously, some of my clients are some really, really good friends and it's hard to make those boundaries. So in today's episode, I am sharing with you what I'm working through and how to set boundaries and why it's important. These are tips that I'm still actively doing today because I think it's super hard to set boundaries as a small business owner, but I hope these tips help you to ensure your sanity, your client's happiness, and to ensure that your business isn't running you because you are the boss. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Behind the Design podcast. I am so excited you're here. Thank you for listening and for supporting. I get so many Comments, messages on Instagram and via email. And I'm so glad that what I'm doing here is resonating with you. I literally create this content for you because entrepreneurship is tough and it can be lonely. So I want you to know through your digital version of co working on the Behind the Design podcast that you are not alone and we are all working through this. I think this is something that. I've recently been learning and just growing through is you can't do it alone, which I've always known, but this year it seemed to be super true. (laughs) And I've been seeing a lot on social media, just people feeling the overwhelm, the struggle, and just speaking with some of my friends that are in other people that are in my masterminds. It's you're not alone. And I want to really show up authentically, raw, unedited to really grow through your journey with entrepreneurship. Thank you for your support. Just one other thing before we get into, we now have a few spots open for spring 2020 for custom brand clients. So if you want to take one of those spots, send me a DM, fill out our contact form on our website, or you can send me an email, whatever floats your boat. But Either way, we have a few openings, so if you would like to work with us, then shoot me an email. Okay, before we get into today's episode, the good, the bad, and the woo-woo of the week, my good is that I took time to rest last week. I mentioned last week, in last week's episode, that I was really feeling the overwhelm, and it's really just continued, hasn't really stopped, and I know I'm not alone here, so I really took time to rest and do things that I love that separated me from my business, from the goals that I'm trying to hit and just the overwhelm of everything. So I went to a really sweaty hot yoga class that I've been wanting to go to for a while, tried out a new studio. I went ice skating in the middle of the day with my boyfriend. We went out to breakfast one morning. We went out to dinner another night. So just really stepping away from what was making me feel panicky and stepping into doing things I love because the reason why I have my business is for freedom and to have more time to spend with my friends and family. And if on my free time, which is the same for you, if we are overwhelmed and we're panicky and we're kind of scatterbrained, we're not doing anyone a service. We're really not. Like I felt like even my dog was kind of feeling it (laughs) these last few weeks. So you really want to step into alignment. And when you're aligned, Everything else falls into place. But when you are energetically blocking opportunities, clients, you know, just freedom, happiness from coming your way then it's just all going to be a mess. And that I was just really feeling that. So that's kind of like my good slash bad together. But I really did, you know, on Wednesday and Thursday was take time to rest, do things that I love, step into alignment. I was going to bed really early. I did a fast. So I did a 24 hour fast to really clear my mind And I am feeling so much better this week. One other thing that I did that I highly recommend, and I say this all the time, is to lean on someone else. As I was said in the beginning, like you cannot do this yourself. You can't do it alone. So if you are really feeling the overwhelm, you need to go out, talk to a friend, talk to one of your biz besties, talk to one of your mastermind, reach out on social media. If you need help, seriously, send me a DM. That is what I'm here for. And I literally would not have been able to get through these last few weeks if it wasn't for some of my business besties and my mastermind girls and my business coach. So if you're listening, any of you guys, thank you. And that was really helpful because I could just bounce ideas off of other people. So just another reason to have a mastermind, to have a group that you can rely on, you can bounce ideas off of because the walls in your office or in the coffee shop are not going to talk back. So if you ever need anything, if you're feeling the overwhelm too, reach out and I can give you my best advice. And I'm actually going to do next week's episode is going to be on overwhelm. You should tune into that. Uh, We'll be talking about this in length in next week's episode, but Be sure to tune back in next week because I'm going to be talking about all the things I did to deal with the overwhelm and how you can continue to get ahead of the overwhelm in entrepreneurship, which actually this episode kind of is about. I'd like to get into the episode, but first let me do my woo-woo. So I'm not sure if I've ever shared my mushroom coffee situation, but it's gotten out of hand and it's freaking delicious. So I feel like I need to share it. It's literally the reason I wake up in the morning. I've been waking up at like 5, 5.30 in the morning the last few weeks. And what actually gets me out of bed is knowing that I can drink my coffee. So every morning, this is what I do. I wake up and I drink mushroom coffee. I drink Four Sigmatic just because I love it. And I'm honestly not willing to try another one. But if you have a good one, like I just haven't heard anyone say that they've tried another one that they really like. So if you have tried another mushroom coffee, please let me know because I'm open to trying a new one. I just no one else has given me any other ones that they like. Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee. I put a scoop of Primal Kitchen vanilla collagen fuel in it and this is honestly so good i don't even need to put creamer in it with this vanilla collagen it's not supposed to taste like much but i definitely can taste it i add bulletproof exact oil And then ghee. Oh, and then sometimes I do add a little bit of creamer if I wanted to make it extra sweet. So I started just doing the mushroom coffee and ghee because that's like what monks used to drink, I think. Or it's just supposed to be good for your stomach, your digestion, all that good stuff. So I started doing that. And then I've been super into boosting collagen lately because I want my skin to be plasticity and, you know, really nice. (laughs) I've been doing the infrared light, as I told you guys, and then also adding this collagen fuel to my coffee every morning. And then the exact oil is supposed to help with like brain focus and energy. So with the mushroom coffee and the exact oil, that's just like a dynamite situation going on there. So honestly, it's delicious And I feel good drinking it. It's like coffee has always been part of my ritual. So now that I know that I'm putting all this stuff in my coffee to enhance my body, enhance my health, enhance my brain health, that is just really what gets me going in the morning. So One other woo-woo thing that I decided was in my coaching program, our coach was asking what our rewards were for hitting our goals. And I was so stumped on this. I was like, because I'm not super materialistic. I usually go on vacations. Nothing really holds me back from vacations. If it's money, then I'm like, it's fine. I'll be able to get it. So (laughs) I had a really hard time thinking of a reward. But this morning, I decided that When I hit my goals for 2020, I am going to buy an infrared sauna for my house. So I felt like this was pretty woo-woo because I wrote this in my group and everyone was like, hmm, interesting. And actually, the only other person that wrote back that they were stoked about it was one of my clients who that's also her goal. So if that doesn't tell you why I work with health and wellness businesses, then I'm not really sure because I can't wait for my client and I, if you're listening, Marcy, to send each other selfies when we crush our business goals this year in our infrared sauna. So this is something I think I've spoken about a little bit on my Instagram stories about you know giving yourself rewards for hitting goals. So if you have a goal. And you don't have a reward tied to it, think of a reward and then let me know because I'm always trying to think of like little rewards when I hit my monthly goals or whatever it is. So stay tuned. Yeah, just basically stay tuned until the end of the year and we will see if an infrared sauna is going to go in my house. I also have not ran this by my boyfriend yet, so we'll see how that goes. Okay, let's get into today's episode, The Secret to Your Sanity, Setting Boundaries. This was something that is completely foreign to me (laughs) until I started a business. I never had boundaries. I overcommitted. I would drive myself crazy and be unhappy in situations because I didn't set boundaries. And this has been a huge learning curve for me over these last two and a half years of owning a business. And it's still honestly a huge struggle for me in running a business. And I think there's a few reasons why it's an issue for me and why it could be an issue for you is... I really love my clients like we vibe so well together and it almost is like I am an extension of their team. So when I work with a client, we get super close. I know your visions, your goals, your kids names, your yoga flow that you like to do, you know what you're doing on the weekends. We get super, super close. And honestly, some of my clients have turned into some really good friends, but there is align when it comes to business and you running your business and you have to have boundaries. And let me tell you, this has been so, so, so hard for me as I'm telling you this and I go through, you know, why you need to have boundaries, why they're important and how you can implement them in your business and boundaries to set in your business know that I'm still working through this and that I have not mastered these goals or these boundaries. It's something that I'm proactively working on. And I wanted to share with you because although this is difficult for me, it is something that I have seen huge results in and know that by over communicating them, it has proven to be really successful, both in my sanity and for my clients. So first, let's go over why you need to have boundaries. When you have respect from your clients, you produce better results. When they respect you, you have the time and energy to focus on doing great work for them. If your client is texting you at nine o'clock on a Friday when you're a little bit tipsy out with your friends, you're going to be pissed. And on Monday, when you go to work on their project or have a call with them, you're going to be a little bit resentful because you're going to be like, why are you texting me at 9 p.m. on a Friday when I'm trying to relax? So when you have that respect, and those boundaries ahead of time, you are in a better mindset around the project, around the client, And no boundaries equals burnout. Burnout equals not good work. And then not good work equals unhappy clients. And I've unfortunately learned this the hard way. So take it from me when you absolutely need to set boundaries. So when you don't have boundaries and you're getting that text at 9 p.m. on a Friday, so then you wake up Saturday morning a little bit hungover or just a little bit upset and you have to work on this project or you have to work on sending something to a client, you're overworking yourself and you're not going to be producing high quality work. So by setting boundaries, you have respect from your clients and you're able to produce better results. So some things to remember is that you are not an employee. You're the boss. Implementing boundaries, you're drawing that line in the sand where it's like, okay, this is how I work and this is how we're going to work together. Because if you don't have that line, then it's super easy to get them muddled and for someone to easily think that you are their employee, which is very easy to happen if someone's hiring you and they're paying you money to do something. But you need to remember that you're not an employee. You're the boss. Your business shouldn't run you, you run it. So this kind of like goes with both of them, but you're the boss. Your business, you set the times, you set the place, you set the how, the what, the where, the when, the why, all of that stuff. And you shouldn't feel trapped in your business. And without boundaries, it's easy to feel like your business is running you. And lastly, why you need to have boundaries is it keeps you from getting frustrated. So if you're feeling like you are at the grips of your clients and your business is running you, you're working all the time, you're unhappy, you feel resentful, you're going to end up getting frustrated and burnt out. And this is not a sprint, babe. This is a freaking marathon. There is no end goal. I mean, there might be goals for like three to five years, but if this is your business and this is your livelihood, you are doing this for the rest of your life. It will not end. (laughs) So starting these boundaries now and implementing them now and going forward is just going to make it seem so much better. And again, this is something that I've had to learn where I finally was like, what the heck am I doing? This is not a sprint. This is the rest of my life. And if I want to build a successful business that... Can run without me and my clients aren't texting me 24/ seven then I need to do something right now. so typically people in the wellness space and you know even me, like I am a people pleaser I want everyone to be happy I don't want anyone ever to be upset implementing these I'm going to share with you different boundaries to set in order to avoid this from happening again or just avoid it for happening in the future not only are boundaries important for your clients to know, but they're also important for you. You shouldn't be working 24-7. You should have hours that you're operating your business, hours that you're working on or in your business, blah, blah, blah. These boundaries are for your sanity, both with your clients and just with yourself. So some boundaries to set in order to not get in this frantic state of your business running you and not feeling like you have any time off is number one, office hours. So set hours that you are going to work every single day. And this should be a place where you go and sit down at your desk or at a coffee shop, whatever, have an actual space that you go to every single day. And you work within hours. And this is important because you can optimize your time. So if you're like, eh, today I'm not going to do my morning routine and I'm going to start working at 7 a.m., that's really not going to help you. You need to have a morning routine, first of all, some time for yourself to really set yourself up for success. And I did a podcast on this, the three steps to establishing a morning routine. So if you don't have one, go back and listen to that because you really need to have hours in the day that you're doing something for yourself. Because remember, your business is not running you. You're the boss. So you need to have set office hours. Now, my office hours are 10 to 5 every day. I sit down at 10 a.m. and I work until 5 p.m. That's what I do. Some days I stop working around 4, but typically it's 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And I do this because I decided that these are going to be my office hours and I'm going to communicate to my clients that nothing is going to happen, you know, before or after 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, no matter what the emergency is. And When I stick to this and I stick to this boundary, now everybody knows when you're in your office able to answer the emails, answer, you know, really anything. You want to really try to stick to the boundaries and not answer emails before or after your time or whatever it is, but, you know, or you can say something like, my office hours are 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. If I answer anything after that, it's of courtesy. Another boundary to set is the best way to communicate with you. So a lot of times... I hear a lot of coaches, my clients will come to me and they allow their clients to text them. Now, I personally used to have clients text me, but now that's a huge no-no because I just can't have people texting me on Saturday or Sunday or Friday or Thursday or whatever it is when I'm trying to relax with my boyfriend, my dog, my friends, my family, whatever it is, especially since I have clients all over. You know, I have clients on the East Coast, the West Coast, in Australia, in the UK and Grand Cayman, wherever that is. And, you know, they could be texting me at 2 a.m. or 10 p.m. or whatever it is. So, you want to set the boundary of the best way to communicate with you. So I highly recommend not allowing your clients to text you if you are offering a high-level coaching program or any sort of coaching program where you kind of like texting. I would recommend using Voxer or WhatsApp so that it's kind of in a separate app and you turn the notifications on and off at certain times and you only check it certain times. So I would say in coaching, I would have say that you... Allow your communication is through Voxer, and you just say, You know, I check my Voxer app at 3 30 every day, and then you spend a half hour answering all of your Voxer questions. I would highly recommend doing no text, especially if you're growing a business. That's just not going to be sustainable once you get to multiple six figures, seven figures. That's just not the way that you're going to be able to do is to have people text you. So if anything, you could have, you know, a Google number where they can text you via that or you can have a completely separate phone. But the best solution to this, I would say, is probably Voxer or WhatsApp or some sort of app. But you want to clearly communicate that. And another boundary to set is specific days you take calls. So this is something that I recently started doing. So Mondays and Wednesdays are my client days. Tuesdays are days that I work on growing my business, and then Thursdays are days that I work on content creation, and this is like marketing, Instagram, IGTV, podcast, all that stuff, and then Fridays kind of a catch-all day. It's typically client work, but I only work until 1 or 2 p.m. on Fridays. Now, when you set that boundary of the days that you are working on or in your business or on client work... Then you can only take calls on certain days. So if you're taking coaching calls every single day of the week, that needs to stop now because your flow is being blocked. It takes so much energy, so much energy to get on the phone with a client, especially if you are in the business of changing people's lives. You can absolutely not do that when you're trying to grow a business. So pick the specific days you take calls and Communicate that with your clients. We're going to go over that in a second because I keep saying it. Specific days you take calls. Maybe it's just one day a week. Maybe you dedicate Mondays to starting out strong, having your client calls, and then the rest of the week you can focus on other stuff, whether that's notes for them, whatever that might be. So, specific days you take calls, and this is a huge one. I just eliminated this to just Mondays and Wednesdays. I do not take calls even with potential new clients. Any other days besides Mondays and Wednesdays, another boundary to set is because I know a lot of you guys that have coaching programs have Facebook groups for your clients. So days that you answer your Facebook group and maybe that's two days a week, maybe that's one day a week, whatever that is, but have specific days for different things so that you know where your energy is going. And then this same thing goes with days that you're working on or in your business. So what I mean by that is client work is working in your business. You know, checking off the to-do list, doing things for your clients, helping them, whatever that is. Working on your business is working on growing your business. And on those days that you're working on growing your business, know exactly what it is that you're working on. So for me, on Tuesdays, I'm working on invoices. I'm working on trying to get press. I'm working on building my community. I'm working on networking. I'm going to different events. On Thursdays, I'm working on content creation. So that's when I do my podcast interviews. That's when I do all of my IGTV stuff, my Instagram posts. All of that stuff is on Thursdays. So know the boundaries of what days are for what and stick to it. Don't Try to stray. Trust me, I've tried to do it. And my life is so much better by sticking to the boundaries that I set. And the last boundary to set is how the process goes with your client. Right up front, when I start working with someone, I let them know exactly how the process works and the best way for all of this to go. So I set the expectations right from the beginning And I tell them exactly how it goes and how I work. And then we go from there. So right from the beginning, you know, you want to let them know your process, how you work and all of that stuff. And they'll know what's happening so that they aren't surprised. So now that you know the boundaries to set, this is how you set them. What I kept mentioning while I was mentioning the boundaries to set was over communicate. Set expectations right from the beginning. When you bring on a new client, tell them your office hours. Tell them the best way to communicate with you. The days that you take calls and you answer the Facebook, how your process works, all of that stuff, set it. the expectations right from the beginning. And how you can do this is through your contract. So on your contract, you should lay all of this out. Lay out your office hours. Lay out the no text. Lay out the specific days you take calls. Lay out all of the boundaries that you want to set. And you can either, you know, have it in your contract and near the important parts, have them initial where it's important. So don't just have like a big, long contract and well, you can, but or like bold where it's important so that they really truly see it. If you feel like it's still kind of getting muddled in there, then you can send like another two page pamphlet that's kind of like, hey, I'm so excited. Like you signed the contract, you did the invoice. Here are just some reminders of just some, you know, some expectations to set right from the beginning. And this is super important so they know what to expect and it's never a surprise. Like, oh, my God, so sorry I didn't know that this was a thing. And it becomes, you know, it becomes a thing where you get frustrated. You're like, how do they not know? But, you know, not everyone reads the contract. It's just how it is. If you feel like it's not being communicated, just make sure that you're setting those expectations right from the beginning and just over communicate like you can't say it enough until They get it. And this is what happened to me is I wasn't communicating the boundaries that I wanted to set. And once I was so frustrated, I was like, Okay, you know, you can't text me. You can't do this. It was like, oh, okay, no problem. And then it was fine. And I was all worked up and all upset. Like, why are they texting me? Why are they doing this? Is because I wasn't saying what I needed. And it gets better once you over communicate. You just need to say, and your clients will be happy that you even communicated to them at all. So the next thing is stay consistent. So if your office hours are 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., if you don't answer texts, if you only take calls on certain days, stick to it. Seriously, you will be so happy that you did, you and your clients, because they'll know what to expect. and honestly, if one of your clients is having an emergency and they email you and they're like, listen, I'm so sorry. I know that you only take calls on Wednesdays, but I'm willing to pay for an extra call because I just really need you. They know the boundary that's already set. So don't text, don't voxer. You know, if someone texts you, send an email saying, hey, blah, blah, blah. I got your text. I'm just a reminder that I don't answer texts, but I'm happy to answer your question via email and then answer the question. You could be obviously be super nice about it. But just by doing that, it's setting that expectation. And then same with if you do get that text, then if you answer it, then they're going to think that it's okay to keep texting you. So one thing that I do every month is I send out an email that just says like policies for this month. So I'll just say, You know, if there's any upcoming closing dates for the month, if I'm going on vacation, if I'm going to be relocating, whatever it is, I just say those dates. And then I also say just a reminder of our current policies that we have in place. Office hours are blah, blah, blah. The best way to communicate. I don't answer texts, you know, whatever. I just kind of copy and paste the same email. So. I would do something like that every month where everyone's just reminded they know when you're closing, they know what to send you, if you need anything, and then they're aware of the policies. And if you don't have any boundaries in set right now and you are wanting to set boundaries, then this is an awesome way to get started. So the new month is approaching. So you have like a week to set your boundaries in place, update your calendar, all that stuff. And you can send out an email on March 1st and just say, hey, guys, happy March. I'm so excited that we're working together, blah, blah, blah. You know, we have some new policies in place that I just want to make sure that you're aware of or whatever. And then have this email that's just, you know, says your office hours, best way to communicate with you, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, the reason why I don't allow texts is because I get easily distracted by text messages. And if I have questions on my phone and then questions on my email and then all these things, I get really confused and it, it gets all messed up. So you can say when you say no texting, it's it's the best way for me to do my best work for you. And then last but not least is set your calendar. So what do I mean by this is, if you haven't listened to the top 3 pages on your website podcast episode yet, go back and listen to that because your contact page is super important. So you should have an embedded calendar on your website. And on your calendar, if you're using Acuity, Dubsado, Calendly, whatever it is, you'll be able to set specific days that you want to take calls. And this is going to be huge because every time someone goes to make, you know, schedule a call with you, they'll see your only available days. So setting your calendar and making it, you know, I'm only taking calls on Mondays. So here are the next five Mondays that I have and you can just send the link or put it up on your website. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this episode, The Secret to Your Sanity, (laughs) Setting Boundaries. And actually, as I was recording this episode, I remember a time where I was first starting my business. I was probably like six to seven months into my business and I got my first website design client and it was the most money anyone had ever paid me in a lump sum and I was so excited. But it was such a pain, such a pain. The client was such a pain. I didn't set any boundaries. And I remember working on her project because she texted me at like 9 p.m. on a Saturday and my boyfriend was out. And right before he left, we were going to cook dinner and eat dinner together. And I had to fix her website emergency And he like I'm working in my office and he brought me my salmon at my desk and then he went out with all of our friends. And I just remember like that was honestly the turning point for me where I was like, okay, this is not sustainable. This is literally just not going to work. So. If you've learned anything from this podcast episode, it's that boundaries are so important. So I hope that you set these boundaries and the tips that I gave you to setting those boundaries are helpful because remember, you are in this for the long run. There is no plan B. You are a business owner. You're not an employee and you're You're the boss that your business shouldn't run you, you run it. So I hope this was helpful. Again, always share these episodes. I do free website audits to anyone that shares this and leaves a review, not just leaves a five stars, but leaves a legit review. I'll do a free website audit for you. So thanks so much for tuning in. I will see you in the next episode.